Finance, How Do You Pay Back a Reverse Mortgage? Our monthly installment of the Reverse Mortgage Minute with Reverse Market Insight and HUD Spring Regulatory Agenda does include reverse mortgages. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of June 26th. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. It's a question that heirs and also reverse mortgage borrowers may have to answer at some point in the future, and that is, how do you pay back a reverse mortgage? And for that, we go to Yahoo Finance with a column written by Ben Luthi. It says a reverse mortgage can make it possible for the older homeowner to remain in their home and supplement their retirement cash flow. And while you do receive a steady influx of cash from a reverse mortgage in some instances, it's a loan that has to be ultimately repaid. So when do you need to repay that loan? A reverse mortgage must be repaid in full, says the Yahoo Finance article, if the last surviving borrower or eligible non-borrowing spouse dies, sell the home, or no longer lives in the home as their primary residence. And that last scenario can in fact occur if the borrower enters into an assisted living facility, moves in with family, or downsizes. Most people repay the loan when the owner dies since the majority of the people who use reverse mortgages are those who have already have a significant amount of home equity, says Cliff Arswald, president of All Reverse Mortgage. Now, there are also other situations when the loan could need to be repaid sooner, and that could happen if the borrower does stop paying their homeowner's insurance or property taxes, what we call a technical default, or quits maintaining the home and it falls into disrepair. So what are the choices in repaying a reverse mortgage loan? And here are just a few of the ways listed in the column, and they include option one, to sell the home. The proceeds first go toward paying back the lender, which should be expected. If there are still sell proceeds available after repaying the reverse mortgage, that would go to the borrower or the heirs or the estate. Now, there's another situation, and that is they could actually have the home being worth less than what the outstanding reverse mortgage balance is. And in that instance, FHA considers the HECM to be satisfied or the reverse mortgage if the borrower or heirs sell the home for 95% of its appraised value at that time. The second option is to refinance the mortgage. So you may want to move or still keep the home. You can refinance a reverse mortgage back into a traditional loan. Of course, that means you're going to be back into making mandatory mortgage payments each month. Option three is to take out a new mortgage. So if you want to take a new mortgage on the home to pay off the reverse mortgage, you can do that similar to a refinance. And option four, and I've seen this happen with many families as a deed in lieu of foreclosure, says if all else fails, the borrower or their heirs can simply give the deed to the home to the lender. And that's known as a deed in lieu of foreclosure because it's typically the last resort before allowing that lender to foreclose on the home. And we are back with John McHugh from Reverse Market Insight for our monthly installment of the Reverse Mortgage Market Minute. John, tell us what has been going on in our crazy topsy-turvy reverse mortgage market in the last month or two. Take it away, John. Thanks, Shannon. Last month, we spoke about the huge spike in endorsements for March, and we pointed to the AAG FAR merger as one of the main causes of this as AAG worked on clearing out their pipeline prior to the final merger. Basically, loans that most likely would have been endorsed in April were pulled forward to March, and as would be expected, April volumes took a hit from that March spike. In fact, total endorsements declined by nearly 50% for March, and for the first time in a very long time, we had endorsements below 2,000 units in a month. This was a bit of a shock to the industry, as you could imagine, but we have been continuing to look at case number assignments as positive 
um, since every month this year, those numbers have been increasing, in particular the new equity takeout. However, it would appear that trend is over. The bank turbulence and the resulting impact on loan pricing broke the three-month growth streak for the case numbers issued. As case numbers uh, volume fell by 18.4% in April, recent increases in the 10-year CMT index are likely to further steepen this decline, so we'll keep a careful eye on this over the next few months. Regardless, we should continue to see an increase in endorsements over the next couple of months as the higher case number assignments from prior months begin to fund and get endorsed. In fact, in May, we saw a small bump from April. May's volume bumped up by nearly 5% and back over the 2000 mark to 2053 loans. There were also a couple notable companies with gains in April. Fairway, they jumped 70.5% to 133 loans. Far gained 29.2% to 274 loans. And Open Mortgage rose 24.2% to 113 loans, which was their highest since, uh, since September. Basically, the long and short here is that we are still not quite out of the proverbial storm yet. Loans will not just come in the door magically without working to get them. This means taking a hard look at every part of your business and being very intentional about everything you do for the second half of the year. So tune in next month as we take a deeper dive into what exactly happened in May, and we'll also see what happened to case number assignments. Thank you, John. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development reports Reverse Mortgage Daily's Chris Clow has over 50 proposed rules in its federal government's 2023 spring regulatory agenda. Now, that was released last week by the White House. Now, the vast majority of these rules, reports RMD, are for traditional mortgages, but two do apply to the federally insured home equity conversion mortgage. Now, the first proposal, which would apply to the HECM, is a reform of servicing and claim requirements for FHA insured mortgages. And that rule would reduce or push down the cost of servicing. The servicing cost increase, which we've seen over the last decade for performing and also non-performing mortgages, can impact both borrowers and servicers who generally bear that burden in the form of higher mortgage fees. Reducing the cost of servicing will ultimately benefit the public by providing a reduced cost of credit, says a proposed rule. And it adds, furthermore, FHA is working to protect communities by reducing unnecessary holding costs to HUD. The proposal says that this would reduce or limit depreciation of the property, which is securing the loan, and also reduce neighborhood blight. And we've seen news reports of this for properties that are sitting vacant for extended periods of time, in many cases, even for years. Now, the proposal says that the net benefit is HUD's ability to better manage the mutual mortgage insurance fund and streamline the system for mortgage curtailment of accrued interest. And also it's ensuring that it's equitable across all disposition methods. Now, the proposed rule would limit reimbursement for property related expenses to those, quote, incurred within certain established time frames for forward and home equity conversion mortgages. It would also establish a deadline that defines FHA's liability for claim payments for insurance benefits. Now, the initial notice of proposed rulemaking for this is expected to be published by December 2023. Then there's a second proposed rule, and it would revise HUD's restrictions for resales for both traditional and reverse mortgages. It says HUD's regulations currently include time restrictions on resales of properties eligible to be secured by FHA-insured mortgage financing. If the resale date of the property is 90 days or less following the date of acquisition by the seller, the property is not eligible for a mortgage insured by FHA. 
And that concludes another episode of Hackam World Weekly. We thank you for joining us. Apple users, don't forget you can listen and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And we also are now on Spotify. So if you're a Spotify listener, just look for Reverse Mortgage News by Hackam World and you'll find us there. Or you can also click on the link on this page if you're listening to this podcast on HackamWorld.com. Thanks again for joining us and be sure to return next week for more Reverse Mortgage News on the go.